You're listening to Commissioning Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Broadcast Intelligence. Hi, and welcome to Commissioning Conversations. I'm Alice Redman. And I'm Lizzie McDonald. And we are both researchers and journalists for Commissioner Index. This week, I spoke to Zia Bells from Warner Media about her commissioning strategy for channels such as Boomerang and Cartoon Network. And our colleague Heather Fallon has also interviewed our subscribers, Icon Films, about their programmes and how they use Commissioner Index. Welcome everyone. We um, accidentally took a two-week break instead of one, so um, apologies for that. Yes, but it has all been for a good cause as we have been very busy with some very, very exciting new updates on CI. We are exclusively announcing on this podcast that we are going to launch our own bid at Global Domination Mm -hmm. and offer CI subscribers profiles from all around the world. Yes, and we've got some of the biggest names in international co-production from Caroline Bahar, at France Televisions, the team at Virgin Island. And our podcast next week will feature both Sam Linton and Alison Barat from Blue Ant. So make sure you're subscribed and ready to listen as between the two of them, there is opportunities for almost every type of factual producer. So it's going to be a good one. So Alice, as we've got lots on this week, let's start with our green lights of the week. Yeah. So my green light of the week is hands down Cher and the Loneliest Elephant from Smithsonian Channel. Just for the content of like what it is of Cher visiting one of the loneliest elephants, which is just you couldn't couldn't make that up if you wanted to. And I think she actually this is like a TV show that came about after she'd done the fact. Like I think she had tweeted about wanting to help the elephant before and things like that. So, you know, it feels like a very genuine story and very interesting. But it also I thought was really interesting because it was greenlit by James Blue, who was a new Smithsonian commissioner announced, um, I think, in December. And he's head of Smithsonian, but also covers MTV news and documentaries. So I think as a commission, this just so illustrates his remit. Like it's marrying that Smithsonian factual outlook with MTV with share with the music and that kind of pop industry and pop culture and I think it's just a really great way to illustrate something so interesting in someone's commissioning remit and the foot they have in both worlds because I know obviously he's at Viacom CBS and that's why he's got Smithsonian and MTV under his remit but I think like sometimes you take a step back and think "Mm, MTV and Smithsonian did, did that do they work together? Yeah, so I think the, the commission illustrates how Smithsonian and MTV can work together. Mm, sounds good. What was your green light of the week, Lizzie? So yeah, my green light of the week is called, it's a working title um, from HGTV, and it's called What Not To Design. And the main reason why it's my green light of the week is because I'm a big That's So Raven fan and Raven Simone is um, hosting the show. So basically her and a team of experts, they lead a style intervention to overhaul home design disasters. So they meet with homeowners and decide, you know, what they're going to keep, what they're going to throw away and what they can sell online to maximise budget. And um, I think it's a great show to draw in a new younger audience to a channel like HGTV because, you know, if you're a fan of someone like Raven Simone who, you know, is still very very relevant you're going to be like okay let's see what this is about let's see what she's doing now and then obviously we're all also in the age where we're aspiring to you know have our own homes or even if it's like you know designing your 
your bedroom so you know it's some great ideas that, that you can get from there so yeah that's my green light of the week it's interesting how like both our green lights of the week are channels that skew a bit older so smithsonian hdtv with like talent that will bring in yeah. a younger audience like that's exactly. actually so interesting when you think about it and i guess like it just shows that talent is such a good way to bring a different audience to a new channel or a new subject exactly i feel like yeah they've really hit the nail on the head there and they haven't missed a beat because when that comes out hopefully it comes out in england too i'm definitely going to be like okay let me watch that show hdtv I never watched that before, but here I am. So you also spoke to Zia Bales about her commissioning this week. Yeah, so we spoke about what she's looking to commission for Cartoon Network, Boomerang, Cartoonito, and how she feels about reboots. Are you looking to build on existing IP? Like, are you looking to maybe do a Johnny Bravo revival? Are you looking to do a spin-off? of Ed, Ed and Eddie on Cartoon Network, I think that was on. Like, is is that what you're, are you, because I remember, I know a lot of, um, when um, Tom Ashime, who obviously does overall HBO Max in America, was talking about, you know, reboots and, you know, doing more of those existing IP kind of things. Is that what you're looking to commission as well? Should producers have that in mind when they're pitching to you? I mean, I think we'll certainly look at reboots where it makes sense to, so long as the stories they're bringing are feeling relevant for the audience of today. I think for anything that is based on an IP that we own internally, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's fine for people to have maybe ideas that speak to that. But we do obviously have, you know, a very well-known, well uh, well-known, well-loved and amazingly talented studio, um, mm-hmm. you know, with Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers now as one that, you know, would be kind of really well-placed to be dealing with those kind of mm-hmm. IP. So what I would suggest is for, you know, for third party, you know, producers and distributors and creators to focus on their own original IP or yeah. IP that originates from something that isn't part of what we, we own. I think for, for us from an Emmy perspective, that's always what's really exciting is to to build on that kind of really strong US slate that we already have yeah. with fresh and innovative um, and new creator-led, you know, inclusive ideas. Yeah. And so go, going back, when you say creator-led, do you just mean like um, new ideas that, that the producers slash production companies have come up with themselves? Is that what you mean by that? What we Well, what we mean by creator-led mm-hmm. is that the like the creative is involved in the process okay so it's really helpful to have them either in the room or um by a video conference yeah. <laughs> um you know speaking to the idea so that they can really kind of um go into more detail on the characters and the story and the arcs if there are any mm-hmm. um, and answer the questions and give more of a, a kind of a true background to the the kind of the content as opposed to it mm-hmm. being someone who maybe isn't as familiar yeah that's what we mean by creator led it's great to have that that visionary that lead yeah. that you know the brain sure <laughs> no of course in, in that space cool so then <laughs> so then you're looking at you're looking for both story arcs and closed ended episodes as well you want a mixture of both you don't you're not fast yeah i i think from from our perspective for linear and in the kind of more traditional kind of comedy space standalone episodes work really well and are much Mm. more repeatable so we're certainly still in that that space but I would say that we are also you know open to looking at uh, more serialized arcs when it comes to something that might be purposed 
for say HBO, so in that S hold space where that kind of consumption is um, much more natural, you know, that you would sort of binge watch through a few episodes and we want to find out what happens to that character. So yeah, yeah, we're certainly open to standalone storytelling as well as, um, you know, loose story arcs or serialized content for the right audience. Yeah, of course. And so that that would be for both Cartoon Network and Boomerang. You're open for those. You're you're open for those things for for both of those. Mm -hmm. Well, for Cartoon Network and Boomerang, I'd Mm -hmm. say it's more the standalone storytelling that works best for those because they're linear networks at the heart of them. Yeah. Um, But obviously we do provide, um, you know, VOD services that are attached to those. But I would say for the HBO content that we're more open to that serialised kind of thread in the narrative. Okay. So then going from that then, what what are the, um, like requirements then for a show i mean obviously you have your 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 ideas for what you'd want for a linear show your ideas for what you'd want for hbo max show do you want um are you looking for shows that that work on both or are you looking for shows that just sit for the for the linear brands and not for the hbo max brands if that makes sense so I think we're looking for shows that will speak to our audience ultimately. Yeah. So I think if it's something that we feel absolutely will resonate with our Cartoon Network viewers, that is where it will sit. Mm-hmm. But I think there will be content that lives on absolutely on both on Cartoon yeah. Network and on you know, an SVOD service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same for Boomerang, there'll be content that might you know work for both, or there might be content that is maybe just more suited to the HBO platform. Because obviously our linear brands are very well established. Yeah. We have um, you know, fans that have been you know watching the, the channel for, for years and are very passionate about the type of content that they see on that channel. Mm-hmm. And I think you know when we're looking at HBO as a service, that is going to be much broader, much um, you know wider in terms of the audience we're, we're serving. Mm-hmm. So I think the content will obviously reflect that as well. Okay, great. And then um, of course um, a lot of the shows on both of those channels are American centric. Are you um, looking for British creative, bleh, British creative shows and um, like the character of the British, like, you know, they're set somewhere in the UK, you know, they're using pounds instead of dollars, you know, that kind of thing. Are you looking for <laughs> those kind of centric shows? I mean, I I would say that we're open mm-hmm. to you know British centric stories. I mm-hmm. think what's what's key though is that the, the the narrative, the characters are entertaining. Yeah, so it was really really nice to chat to Zia, and I think there are lots of opportunities with her and the Warner Media team. They really really want a creator led project projects. So you know, have your original ideas. They want things that are fresh things that are new and there's so much scope sounds really positive and so also this week heather spoke to one of our subscribers which is icon films who are big natural history producers based in bristol so let's have a listen to what they're up to and how they use ci hi hi joe so i had a little peruse of some of the shows that you do they look really great um i was wondering if just to kind of like start things off you could tell us in your own words a little bit about icon films's output sure well i mean icon's been around for 30 years now it is and they kind of built their based on natural history and um adventure 
programming and that is still a massive part of what we do so we still have you know blue chip wildlife going on wildlife rescue shows in Malawi going on um, and then we still have our big survival show primal survivor for Nat Geo we have our fishing star Jeremy Wade who's made lots and lots of series um, and we have yeah we have exciting projects going on all around the world at the moment we're, we're kind of very much film internationally rather than UK based and that's something that we're known for. Well, it's probably a bit of a loaded question then for an international producer, but how's the how's the last year been for you as a producer and as a production company with everything going on? Yeah, I mean, at the start of the um, pandemic, you know, probably much the same as everyone, we were kind of scrambling to get ideas commissioned that were easy to film or they were archive heavy all of that kind of stuff um and it was it was quiet last summer you know I think the networks were trying to figure out where their gaps were if they had money to spend but then at the kind of second half of last year it really picked up and we got quite a few commissions and we actually managed to get a travel series commissioned and shot in South America <laughs> during oh my the a COVID year, which was a miracle. But yeah, it's it's pretty much back up and running for us now. Um, so yeah, there was definitely a fallow period of about six months. And it's still it's still really hard. I'm on the development side, obviously, but the production side are juggling flights changing constantly, COVID rules changing constantly. We've got teams in the quarantine hotel at Heathrow at the moment. So oh yeah, it's a brave new world. <laughs> so in terms of being a subscriber to CI and thank you. Can I ask what challenges you encountered before you had access to the Commissioner Index? Oh yeah I mean I suppose in my last development role I didn't have access but ever since I've been at Icon I've always had access to CI. Yeah I mean the challenges if you don't have access to something like that are not knowing the best person to contact, the best commissioner to contact for a role. I mean, it's either, you know, you're having to ask someone or go on to, you know, like BBC's internet site and try and find the right person. Um, and you don't necessarily get all the up-to-date news unless you're subscribed to Broadcast Intelligent or Broadcast. Um, so yeah, it's a very useful tool when you're just thinking, I've got this idea, who would it be suited to? Let me just check what their latest remit is. Hmm. Yeah, so is there a particular kind of feature within CI that you find particularly useful? I would say the tab I use the most is the commissioners one, definitely, because I mean, that's always in my job as head of development is the, is the bit that's most important, really finding out what their latest needs and wants are, or just, you know, if it's not someone, a channel you have a relationship with already, finding the best person to deal with at that channel. I guess I would say I probably have used it more in the past year I mean obviously we normally go to industry events um, like wild screen real screen sunny side and that's when you meet the people you know but also meet new people um, so you know I might have met some of these people during last year had it not been a COVID year but um, so I would definitely say I've checked in more often in the past year. So more about icon films though what have you guys got coming up in 2021 and what's what's exciting for you guys at the moment? 
Well, stuff that I can talk about that's been released uh, already. Um, we've got, um, we're just finishing editing our first series for Vice, which is very exciting. That's the travel log in South America with a new talent. Um, and that will be on air in May. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the finished products. We are in the process of filming a second series with Love Nature of Malawi Wildlife Rescue. And that was... Um, that was my baby. So I'm very happy to see it come back a second season. Um, they've been filming some really exciting stories out there. I think like a thing that the all the networks seem to be asking for, especially in America, is kind of escapism. Now we've all been stuck inside and not been able to travel. So there's a lot of travel and adventure ideas going on at the moment, which is, you know, in our DNA. But personally, that's something I love as well. I'm very much travel at the moment. So um, it's kind of travel by proxy coming up with ideas in that area. So that's fun. Yeah, that sounds like a really nice out. I've definitely seen a similar trend from speaking with commissioners on that end of people just kind of being semi fed up with the news where like you just want to, to watch something that's happy and but also, you know, still fun and still exploring the world, but just in a, in a way that makes you feel like you might have gone outside more than you care <laughs> yeah. to admit. <laughs> yeah. So are there any other ways that CI has been beneficial to you guys over the last year that I haven't I haven't touched on? Well, I mean, I always encourage my team, um, the rest of the development team to check in, I think, especially for people new to development or more junior in the industry who don't know who all these commissioners are it's a really good learning tool um, to navigate yourself around the site and look at the recent commissions you know the commissioners that we particularly deal with so yeah it's a good um it's a good research tool for the team and then the final question i had for you which we kind of try and ask everyone just because we're nosy and we like to know is what's been your standout tv program of the last year it's quite a tricky question there's a lot of tv in the world really tricky i mean i will i don't know if it's standout but the kind of stuff i've been watching is definitely the escapist fun whether it's abroad I mean I'm addicted to RuPaul's Drag Race whether it's UK (laughs) it's my happy place to go to for a few hours a week Um, I've been enjoying BBC's Interior Design Masters same it's just switch off and watch it I watched The Dig on Netflix the other night that was a really lovely film to watch just kind of gentle really nice It's always nice to hear from our subscribers and commissioners in the same podcast. Win-win. I know. And if you are interested in coming onto the podcast to chat with us, we would love to have you. So drop us a line at info at broadcastintel.com. Or if you don't want to go through the info box and want to speak to one of us directly, we are very simple email formula, firstname.lastname at broadcastnow.co.uk. Lovely. And commissioning conversations will be back in two weeks' time with our international special. But in the meantime, the latest commissioning briefs can be found on broadcastintel.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Commissioning Conversations. We'll be releasing new episodes every other week and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube and at broadcastintel.com.